Happy June Slam fam. Welcome to another episode of the Slam Richmond podcast. I'm your host, January Garcia. On today's show, we have the runners-up and victor of last month's Poetry Slam, Alyssa Denae, Ben May, and Kristen Saberdog Mihaffey, respectively, as well as our month's artist feature, Chris Budofox. But up first on deck is Alyssa Denae. This was Alyssa's first time ever in a slam, and she fought her way to the final round to grab third. Here is Alyssa. She inhales, the pain wraps his hands around her neck, squeezing tight, awaiting the moment she drops to her knees. It longs for the sight of her blue face, gasping for the air that will sting her lungs and her concaving ribcage that will slice her intestines with each breath. The pain itches to jump into her skin and take over her being. It keeps pushing and pushing, wanting her to break, but she fights. She fights the excruciating pain, not giving it the satisfaction of seeing her wither. She's so, so tired. She inhales. She's tired of the lump in her chest that bleeds like a woman's menstrual cycle, flowing endlessly. She's tired of laughing on rainy Mondays. She's tired of walking, fighting the urge to crawl despite the growing numbness in her legs. The pain that claws at her heart, slicing open the walls of her chest and gnaws at her limbs. She inhales. Still, she doesn't make a sound as it travels through every inch of her body, racing through her blood and pumping in her veins because they can't see the truth. The truth is, she was hurting. So instead, she inhales, holding in her screams, only one frame on the inside, and she waits. She waits until she's alone, free from the piercing eyes of those around her, away from the outside world that refuses, that she refuses to like, see her pain, the pain that is so much stronger than she is. So strong that she can't swallow without it burning the inside of her throat. So strong that her palms throb and her ears ring like sirens. She's growing weak, but she must wait. Wait until she's behind locked doors where she can scream and the screams can bounce off the walls and she can dig her nails into her skin, releasing the pain and allowing it to collapse all over her body. She must wait until she's alone, where she can sink into an abyss of sorrow. Until she's alone, where she can stop inhaling. Saint Christine. I used to idolize the human body, the most talented artist who ever graced this earth. Every second the body is creating thoughts, reactions, and even life is the best work of art. I used to not only adore my body, but the body of others. Anatomy was once my favorite subject. The study of the human body would make my mouth water and my eyes glow. My former passion no longer exists. Just looking at my body makes me cringe and cover my eyes in humiliation. I am in this situation because of you. You took the wooden paintbrush of pristine white bristles and dipped them into the paint. You guided my hand along the canvas. With each brushstroke, a tear escaped from its cage and rolled down my cheek. You blended the colors, yours and mine. Blue and red, green and yellow, black and white. A canvas covered in new colors, with our names signed in the bottom right corner. A bittersweet masterpiece. I didn't want to become an artist, 
I didn't want you to be my muse. I didn't want this. You took away my choice of colors. You took away my sanity. You took away my happiness. Now I lay here, cradling my masterpiece. And all I can see are the colors that you chose, not the ones that I wanted. This work of art is not a piece of me, but yet it's a piece of me, yet all I want to do is burn it, throw it in the trash, whatever it takes, never see it again. However, I was someone to stare at admiration. For 273 days, new details were added each day, all the way up until the very day came when it was finally complete. The no longer blank canvas was now on display for the world to see. It's damn impossible not to adore such a beautiful work of art. I don't understand how I can be so fond of something but at the same time loathe its very existence. You put me in this situation. Because of you, I hate my child for a reason they aren't even to blame. Because of you, I am a teenage mother who received dirty looks for nine months straight. Because of you, my husband will have the liberty of bearing me with my first child. Because of you, I am forced to take care of a child while I am still a child myself. Because of you, I am an artist. You did this to me. And no matter how hard I scrub, I can't get the image of you out of my head, the image of your face hovering over mine, the image of your face when you climax and finally climbed off of me. No matter how hard I cry and pray, I have nightmares every night. Nightmares about that one night. The night you raped me. I wake up screaming and drenched in sweat. I trusted you. You took advantage of me. You were supposed to love me. You were supposed to care for me. You were supposed to be there for me. You were supposed to protect me. You were supposed to be my father. What do you do when you love someone so much you want to write it in the clouds? On calm fall days when the sun kisses the trees and the gentle winds rustle the autumn leaves, you lay in the grass and stare at their name that dances in the soft clouds. The sun burns your eyes you don't dare to blink or look away. You love them so much, everything reminds you of them. The smell of someone's perfume as they walk by. The color of someone's eyes, a song or a radio that brings you back to the car ride you spent together. What do you do when you love someone so much that it hurts? You can't explain why, but it does, and every time you think about them, you can't help but shed a tear. And what if you're always thinking about them? So much that the tears become waterfalls, and suddenly you've gone through two boxes of tissues. You can't help but think about the mole behind your neck, and the way they cock their neck back when they laugh the birthmark that resides in a place only you are so lucky to have discovered. You think about the way they say your name and how it makes your heart jump with each vibration that escapes their mouth. What do you do when you love someone so much? You smile, a real smile. The ones that stretch from ear to ear and not the brief ones that come and go. The ones that make your cheeks burn and your body heat up. A smile so uncontrollable it makes everything feel like butterflies and rainbows. Every day is a walk inside a fairy tale with unicorns and happy endings. A smile so infectious that it heals the sick and awakens even the gloomiest flowers. What do you do when you love someone so much? You can't control how you feel inside. You walk around with jitters, wanting to explode with joy. You're stuffed with everything love has to offer. Hugs, kisses, laughs, hope, trust, life. You love them so much, you want to drive down the street with your head out the window, screaming that you love them. You scream so loud, you wake up the neighbors with your loud screams. 
You wake him up every single night because that's how much you love him. You want to tell everyone every day about the way you feel about them. What do you do when you love someone so much that you wake up in the morning and kiss their forehead? They are the first thing you desire to have contact with, the first thing you see, the first thing you embrace in your arms. They are your sunrise on Monday mornings, the start of your day, the beginning of your week, the reason you wake up. You wake up so excited for what the day lay before your eyes. Beautiful brown skin, so soft and warm that your hands sink into with each touch. Glossy, glossy dark brown eyes that touch the waves of an ocean of shame. Lips that curve into a smile so contagious and vibrant. Cheekbones that sit high in a throne dusted in pink and yellow roses. This is a sight so alluring that words don't, just, don't do it justice. This is your sunrise on Monday morning. What do you do when you want to share this view with the world? Invite them all to see your sunrise, to see your love, to see your Monday mornings. You want your love to wash over the surface and fly past the birds. You want them to see the passion behind your kisses and the heat that radiates when you hold hands. What do you do when you love someone so much? It hurts to know they hide behind the bushes of the truth. They let go of your hand when a familiar face walks by and you're left in the shadows of a lie. What do you do when your sunrise on Monday mornings descends behind the clouds in the face of the outside world? What do you do when you love someone so much you want everyone to know? But they want to keep you a secret so that nobody knows they're dead. Great words, Alyssa. We hope to hear you again. Taking home silver was our next poet, Ben May, with his signature analytical style creating an immersive world that we return to with each poem. We have two poems here for you from Ben. Sin to the eyes inside a fresh bitten apple. 
Life is beautiful. I'm not allowed that. No, I cannot say it and mean it. No, I don't feel the way you did. No, I don't have that choice right now. Your okay is my purpose, and your bad days look like heaven on earth to me. And any bit of vulnerability I show is a gap in my armor made of glass and ice. I'm fine. Doc, I'm fine, Doc. Doc, I'm fine. You're right. You're right. I should try a new pill. It's okay. I'll try it. Mood stabilizer? Sure. Mood stabilizer. Yeah. Gen 3 antipsychotic? Sure. <laughs> Why not? The no-go away copay? $30? Sure. Tuesday, mainline. 11 a.m. Free basic. Yes, I'm still alone. No, I can make rent. No, nothing's changed. The dosage is fine. Yes, I'll take more deep breaths. <laughs> yes, I'll try better next time. And no, I sleep fine. Because you're right. Life is beautiful. Diving for pearls. I see the shape of it. This thing, it's spherical. Pointed like an urchin with short, venomous spines. The deep, red cherry of its flesh floats between each one. Now, my first thought is, <laughs> don't touch it. So is the second. However, the first impulse, which is about a few milliseconds between the first and the second thought, is, yeah, touch it. So the shape tells me, the deep dweller with the clear voice, that befuddles my whole, just ruins my whole, uh-huh, roundabout, wait, I'm sorry, sort of a setup. With a shift of a current, I can't be certain I'm certain of what I'm looking at. And now it's going to kill me. I'm sure it's going to kill me. It's going to kill me. Without a doubt, it's going to kill me. Touch it. Touch it. I feel it in my palms. The down, soft skin of them aching as if something was taken. But the feeling, this ache, something should be there, but it isn't. <laughs> and it hurts. It hurts a lot. The same with my arms, my chest, my neck, my lips, my legs. Something is gone. Maybe I gave it away. And then something tells me, between the first and the second thought, the impulse right there, about a few milliseconds apart, that I'm not allowed to have that. You gave it away, somebody took it, it's gone, accept it. Move on. So now I'm stuck hovering above this sea urchin thing with the red, red flesh at this point. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> and I'm trying to decide if I'm drowning or not. As I'm drowning, I'm pretty sure I'm drowning. I'm dead at this point. You get it. And with my final brine-filled thoughts, my brain can make good point of I tell you. Yeah, probably should have Folks, Ben May, our first runner-up. Next up is our two-time slam champion, Saber Dog, aka Kristen Miaffe. 
We have three of her poems here for you, the first of which is its debut.
cute. I am poison, heartbreak, and fangs. I am revenge, breaking sky, a lion's den, what lies in the dark, speaking demons. And cute? Cute is prey. Cute is vulnerable. Cute is stepped on. Cute is fragile. You see, I can't be cute without also being demeaned. It's like I have to be spiteful in order to get some respect. And I never was that. And neither did you. You meant it as a compliment, but there are invisible strings attached. And I'm not going to be your puppet anymore. You don't have the blue eyes I do. Don't have the small wrists. I do, don't have a small voice, I do. But what you do got, what you do have is my slick ice on the road, waiting to hear the latest on the presidency or that another small business closed or that microwaves give you cancer and you slip, slip on the ice and crash into nothing matters. Why do we even try? See, some minds are gently coursing down a stream, flowing with the bends of life, always moving forward while others are basking in the sun, maybe not doing much, but feeling warm by default. What you have is an oil spill next to a match next to a smoker. You have a lover with a broken condom, a vase teetering on the edge, a cat's tail. You and I, we share a sinkhole. If we stand still for too long, the dread begins to pull on our ankles. It starts with a failed task or a headline or just waking up in the morning and become knee-deep and can't you do anything right? And the world will never have peace. And now the sand is getting on our mouth and why do I even live? The grains are in our eyes and it's getting hard to breathe and it would be better to just fucking die. I know this, we understand this. You could be this way because of childhood trauma or a butterfly landed on the, road, on the wrong bush, as in for no good reason. And it isn't that you don't it, but that we begin to kick what is already to our chest. And that feeling of futility makes it worse, and we think faster and faster, friends. You have to shake it when it's at your shins. We understand it's exhausting, continual, like pushing against gravity or the influx of sound in your ear or the meds running out again. Maybe you live in sinkholes, but don't believe for a second that you are the sinkhole. You are not destined to fall beneath the earth. You do not bring everyone down. You keep a calm demeanor till someone tests you and then sink into the darkness. Friend, this is our nature, but it is not natural. To survive is natural. Survive. If we hold on to each other and just keep moving, we can make it over the sand. We can make it to solid ground. Keep on with me until we make it to a rock, and there, there we build our house, and we won't just survive, we'll fucking live. Congrats again to Saber Dog for taking down the slam. One of the judges for the slam happens to be our feature this evening, Chris Budo Fox. A singer-songwriter from the Richmond area, she is also the creator of our Slam Richmond theme song. After Chris's solo set, she brought on her rock trio, Caustic Sons, who performed a killer set that we were unfortunately unable to record. 
but they just created an Instagram account that you could follow to learn more about their future shows. That would be at Caustic Suns, at Caustic underscore S-U-N-S. Nevertheless, we were enchanted by Bluto Fox's solo work, which you'll hear up next at the mic.
that was our May show. Another warm round of thanks to Alyssa, Ben, Saberdog, and Budo Fox. A special thanks also to the Goochland High School class that came for the show and competed and judged in our slam. If you'd like to take part in the show, be it performer or listener, please join us every first Saturday of the month in Studio 59, Plant Zero, Richmond, Virginia. Our writing workshop begins at 5.30 p.m. The open mic and artist feature at 8.30 p.m. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and our new Facebook page, all at Slam Richmond. And feel free to share, subscribe, and leave a comment on our burgeoning podcast. So until next time, Slam fam, keep on writing the good write.